0: and listen to motivational speeches while getting ready for the day. Click the link to download Mindset now and get ready to transform your life. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times It was it was tough, as a, as a child I was always kind of an outcast. Um, my parents uh, are immigrants, they came here in 1978 with two suitcases. I literally feel like I lived the American dream. My brother and I went to public schools, we had jobs. I started working when I was 12, I started babysitting in the neighborhood. And uh, and I always had to hustle and I watched my parents do it as soon as they got here. My mom um, had a degree in English literature from India, nobody would recognize it so her first job here was chopping onions at the local Wendy's and they had to struggle. Um, I was a big nerd, I read books all the time and did science fair competitions and I really found my refuge in academics and was really passionate about school and so got lucky enough to get into Harvard, but didn't really have the money to attend, so I would I would cobble together different jobs. I did, in fact, clean toilets for um, our campus, we call it dorm crew, but it's like a janitorial service run by students. However, I, I do think that a lot of that, ki- that kind of work is, is truly character building. I remember that summer, I would literally calculate the value of everything I purchased according to how many toilets it would take me you know, to clean to purchase that. And I, and I think it gave me this frugality and discipline, which I then brought into my entrepreneurial career. And so I think grit was part of my upbringing, and I'm actually really grateful for that because I think if you didn't have that kind of a background, One of the ways that you can push yourself to get beyond your comfort zone, I think, is to read about failure and try to immerse yourself in more case studies um, that show you how failure can profoundly shape you. And it's hard. I mean, in the early days of a startup, I think rejection is inevitable. So there's an element of just getting back up again when you've been punched so many times that you feel like you can't. And uh, and I don't know what it is in us that is that that creates that sort of tipping point when you decide to get up again, but it's among all the entrepreneurs I know who are successful, that is the single biggest factor. It's not not quitting. The M2S team would like to take 30 seconds to share a message from the American Cancer Society who would like to shine light on this important issue. The rate of new cases of cancer is 442.4 per 100,000 men and women per year, based on 2013-2017 to cases. With these rising numbers, it's more important now than ever to encourage investment in affordable healthcare, raising awareness, and accessibility for preventative measures. If you can, please donate to the American Cancer Society to help us fight against cancer and secure a future where receiving a cancer diagnosis isn't a death sentence. Thank you so much, and now back to the video. It's important that we don't absolve ourselves of a moral duty to act. Cheryl Sandberg talks about this in her in her book, Option B, about this idea of post-traumatic growth and using something that's tough as a growth experience. And, uh, and so I find this fascinating because I think my own view is that we become conscious of our smallness and how irrelevant these petty concerns are day to day. You know, like you'll be annoyed about, you know, I often get annoyed about something somebody said to me at the office or some political thing that's going on you know, in my friend group or some other issue, I'm stuck in traffic and I will forget, wait a minute, okay, at the end of the day, none of this matters at all. And most of the really successful entrepreneurs I know will tell me just how many people rejected them. For some reason, maybe it's because people assume that if you're doing good in the world that you are a little bit self-righteous and you're putting down others, there's a, a sort of a takedown desire people have. And I just feel like that's unfortunate. I think like there are so many examples of truly corrupt, solely profit-seeking entrepreneurs who've done far worse, I think who are under far less scrutiny than relatively good social entrepreneurs who, you know, are, are flawed humans like we all are. And, um, and I guess my takeaway from that is to, is to try to be a little bit more balanced in our assessments and look at the bigger picture. At the end of the day, I come from stardust. I will return to being stardust. None of this matters at all. The only real thing that matters is is love. Um, you know, loving people and being loved yourself and I think everything else is kind of gravy So what I often go back to when I'm really struggling or when I'm feeling depressed I will literally like go back and read. I have a file in my Gmail of inspirational stories from our workers stories that people will send me about their own transformation or stories that managers of our centers will send me and I whenever I'm feeling depressed, I'll go back and read those just to, to ground me. I feel like when your core spiritual values or your morality are aligned with what you spend the majority of your time doing, it creates this, this I don't know, this unity in your soul. And I feel like having that has been such a cornerstone of my life. Best piece of advice I ever heard is, is from Ben Horowitz: Don't punk out and quit. <laughs> I, I have the tattoo. I have the Sama tattoo on my right hand, but I almost feel like that should be the other tattoo because I think the most worthwhile, worthy things in life are just the result of a lot of, you know, painful, uh, enduring failure, and uh, and being able to pause and breathe before I make decisions has probably, you know, saved me a lot of heartache. Um, the only real power we have in the world is choosing our response. We can't choose what happens to us. We can get stuck into situations where we are abused, where we are not treated fairly, um, where any number of bad things can happen. And so the only choice we can make is how to respond. And I find that that knowledge gives me so much freedom because if something bad is happening to me that I can say is beyond my control, I can say, well, at least you know I have the power in my response to show the world what kind of person I am. But the the choice to take that painful experience and mold it into something positive for the world is I think the deepest kind of healing we can have as humans. And for me, I think part of what got me through those tough times, um, eventually as I matured, was the knowledge that I had transformed that into something good for the world. You know, I have a passion for doing this kind of work. It's almost a selfish passion because it makes me feel really good. Maybe it's the feeling that other people get when they go to church or they do volunteer work. For me, this is like my soul food. So when people are living in a constant state of scarcity, they cannot possibly make you know, what we would think of as good decisions. They are locked into a state of suffering and, and not achieving their full human potential that is just tragic. And it's tragic not just at the individual level, it's tragic in the sense of this is the greatest natural resource we have in the world more important than going to Mars, more important than finding the next oil reserve or the next diamond mine. I think when we, when we say that and do that, it makes ordinary people feel like they could never enter this field, and that's part of the problem, is figuring out how we can mine the talent of the bottom billions of people who've been left to fester. And I think it's a tremendous loss to the world. And so for me, I think it's, it's so exciting to be able to go to places and see people shine, see people who could easily be astrophysicists if they had only had the opportunity and hopefully get them on the path where they can achieve more of their human potential. And it is the most personally satisfying job I could ever imagine having. And I think as a society, when we do this, we, you know, we feel more satisfied collectively as well.